Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. And of course, I am thankful today. I'm thankful that you're tuning in and listening to the podcast. I am thankful that Thanksgiving is coming up and we are in the holiday season. People get very festive this time of year. And of course, we all stop and think about what we're thankful for. Typically, it is the important things in life family, friends, people that we know personally, we have relationships with, the good things in our lives. We're thankful for our success. If you want to come to make it in terms of business or an entrepreneurism, uh, the things that you're accomplishing, the things that you're doing well, the things that are going well. And of course, that all makes sense. It's a perfectly good idea to do. You should continue doing that. And by all means, be thankful for those things. But Here's the conversation I want to have with you with today on the Saturday Morning Hustle podcast. I want you to be thankful, thankful of the things that didn't work out the way you planned. Like the old song goes by Garth Brooks, thankful for unanswered prayers. If you have worked for very long, if you've operated a business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you've experimented with anything ever, You understand that it almost never goes to plan. Even if you're successful, and actually typically if you're successful, it's not an A to B straight line thought process how you imagine it would be from the beginning. There are things that go better than you expected, things that do not go well at all, things in between, some things even work, but not for the reasons you thought, etc., The process of managing all this, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, how to incorporate that into something that can be more successful the next time, not letting your setbacks slow you down or even stop you. These are the things you have to be thankful for because uh, a lot of people have a lot of ways of describing uh, what failure is or isn't. Failure isn't a failure until you stop, get knocked down seven times, get back eight, up up eight, all those things about not letting singular setbacks or small setbacks or anything you might describe as a failure keep you from achieving or moving forward or any of those things. But also the thing I think people miss, this is my point of the podcast today, so stick with me here. I'm sorry that I'm rambling a little bit into a circle, but I want to make sure I convey this correctly. The thing people miss about plans that don't work perfectly, the adjustments you make, the edits, the changes, that I didn't expect that, good, bad, and the other, are all learning opportunities. Every single one of them. Good, bad, and different. That is the thing to be thankful for. The ability to learn from every part of the process Even the parts that don't work out well, and in fact, I will go one step further and say, specifically, the parts that don't go well are very educational to you about what could be done differently in the future so that ultimately, the big picture, you make a successful planning completion. So, Number one, you have to start with a plan. And don't tell me the whole, like, I don't need, you need a plan, you need a roadmap, you need a guide, you got to set goals. You can't say you're successful, you can't say you're finished, you can't say you have won, you can't say you have gotten there 
if you don't define those things before you start. So number one, start with definition of what success is. Set your goals. From your goals become your objectives. Your objectives become your tactics. Tactics add measurements. And now, human budget and time, on top of all that, that ultimately makes a plan. <clears throat> it's a business plan, strategic plan. How in-depth you want to make it is up to you, what you're trying to accomplish, etc. But that's the, the basic framework of a plan, which you absolutely need. You start with that. You understand the plan will need to be adapted. No one has ever written a perfect plan and it works perfectly the way you expect it to, boom, straight out of the box, 100% of the time. It's never happened in the history of the world. And if someone tells you they wrote a business plan and it worked 100% the way expected, there was never any setbacks or anything that didn't go the way they expected, even the things that went well, but for the reasons they thought it would, it wasn't the, the ultimate reason. If they tell you that, they're lying to themselves or they're lying to you. But be thankful for the ability to utilize our technology, what we know about business, our communication, even this process of having um, conversations, if you will, or listening to other people put give you input that you wouldn't get otherwise, put all this together and keep you moving in the right direction, moving towards success. Because the big picture is what's important, not the small pieces, not the singular, did I win today? Was I successful on this day? Did this exact project, did this tact, tactic work out exactly as anticipated? Did this budget fulfill everything I needed to in this project in this way? There's all of these moving parts. A good plan, a great plan is written to be adaptable and change and go with the flow. Of course, you do less of things that aren't working as well, the failure pieces, if you will. You take the information you learn from it. You take that and move forward into things that are working well, make those improvements there, make them work even better, time, money, budget, attention, focus, all of those things where it works, go away from the things that don't until the things that work stop working because nothing, again, one of those, no one's ever been 100% on. Things that are working won't always work. Things change. Competitors enter the market. Technology changes. Laws change. Uh, people's attention spans change. Trust me, the way people were selling 25 years ago before the internet and then 10 years ago before social media was really what it is now. And even today with the amount of platforms and the way digital happens, all of these things that have changed means that people were being highly successful. People who were selling on TV or with print or with billboards or with direct mail are not as having that success today because those mediums aren't the same and they aren't garnered the same attention and they're not at the same effectiveness. They have to make the changes to the things that are working well. But again, every bit of it's a learning process. What they learned about making their direct mail or billboards work for them 20 years ago about human beings, about what people like about your park or service, the things that make them say yes, the things that make them say no, attitudinal acceptance, all that information can just be adapted to what the platform is, what the, what the social value is, all the things that have changed, you still understand it if you've been listening, learning, and paying attention along the way. So you have to be thankful for those failures that tell you the things that don't work and why. That's the second half of the conversation is it's the, the people get too almost celebratory of failure, you know, failure way to the top and all of these good ideas. I kind of hate that idea. I like to tell people not to not to be discouraged by failure because you want to keep moving and it's going to happen, and it's the big you know one piece of of the multi part pie. 
but you shouldn't embrace it in a, in a joyful way. You don't want to fail, but you, if you can maximize the value of that failure by learning, by pulling data, by understanding the things that didn't work so you can only focus on the things that do work, et cetera, if you can find those values in the failure, then you're on the right side of failing up, if you will. If you simply shrug off every failure, don't take the lessons, typically because it goes against your own ego of, I thought it would work and it didn't, so those people are dumb, and that's not the approach at all. But what can you learn from it? Take your own ego out of it. It's not how you like to do things. It's how the public who's going to put their hard-earned money down for your product or service. It's how they want it. It's not you. It's not your ego. It's how your audience, your consumer, your market wants it. Of course, there's competition and all other factors as well. You have to learn from the things that don't work, move them into things that do, understand those things that are working will change in the future. You have to take all that information, move you in a different direction at that point with what's relevant at that time. That is all still within the confines of a plan because you have time, budget, and measurement. So that's the big picture idea. It's Thanksgiving coming up. Be thankful for the important things, family, friends, people you know, your human interactions, the successes in life your lifestyle, everything that's working for you, absolutely be thankful for them. But be thankful for the things that don't work as well because they provide value for you as well and ultimately create your ability to create the success story that you really want to create in a big picture way. So there you go. Enjoy this weekend. Think about the holiday next week. Enjoy some time with your family and friends because that's what's important. We'll see you again back here next Saturday for the Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. It's the Saturday Morning Hustle. And today is a very great Saturday because of two reasons. Number one, we just have Thanksgiving, right? And who doesn't feel great about Thanksgiving? Giving, because it's a time specifically to reflect on the things we're thankful for, to spend time with friends and family, get together and do important things like that. Of course, then it's followed up by Black Friday. I'm not someone who partakes in Black Friday myself, but a lot of you guys out there making those deals, getting your Christmas shopping done, good for you. That's all cool. But today, more importantly than Black Friday, is Small Business Saturday. Supporting small business is essential to your local economy. And I'm going to break down some of the various reasons why you should highly consider shopping local when you can. Not not getting down on you if you're ordering online or if you're buying corporate uh, through the big chains and stuff like that because of price availability, etc. But finding ways, reasons, and value in shopping local. We're going to talk about that today as well. And hopefully the two kind of things kind of combine into being thankful for the freedoms we have in this country to own and operate our own businesses, to choose what type of career paths we take, uh, etc. If we're willing to take a risk, that's what the, the definition of an entrepreneur is essentially. And then the value of our, of these small businesses, of our local businesses, and all the things that they do in our community ripple effect. So here we go with that idea. Small Business Saturday, why is it important to support small business? Well, there's a few reasons, to be perfectly honest with you. And they start with employment. People who own small businesses employ people in your community. They pay taxes. I pay 
payroll taxes. They pay taxes on products or services that they buy and they sell. They are completely involved in the taxation and public support of your local community because they are based there. And even better if your local business also sells outside of your local community, bringing that money, that sales tax money in as well. So number one, being employing people. Number two, being contributing to the tax base. Now, the majority of businesses in the United States are considered small business. And I think a a common misconception about small businesses is that it's a mom and pop, two to four person, five person, uh, you know, two full-time employees and the owners type of business. That's not true. Many Many businesses that are considered small business make millions of dollars a year in sales and employ hundreds of people, but they're not corporations. They're not large, structured businesses. They're still small businesses. And it could be all the way down to one person working part-time at side, at side hustle, uh, selling a product or service online or at your local uh, farmer's market or in a co-op or anything of that nature nature um, through a, a corporation that are not a corporation, obviously the opposite of corporation, but a business, non-corporation business that employs many, many people has real estate and infrastructure and uh, whether it's storefront open to the public or B2B, et cetera. There's a lot that goes on and behind the scenes of a small business that benefits your local community. And it's not just small mom and pop stuff. That's what you kind of picture in your head when you think of Small Business Saturday. But it's any business that's not owned by a national corporation. It's not a chain of something. Walmart and Apple and Sony and Nike, these are large corporations. It's very obvious. But there's probably a lot of businesses in your town, maybe highly successful, maybe doing lots and lots of sales, except maybe even a million or two million or five million dollars in sales that are still small businesses because of how they're built and how they're structured and where their sales tax and their income tax and the cash through of doing business and employing people, et cetera, all stays local for you. So obviously the best government is local government. We all kind of know that the closer to you that government is, the more likely it is to be responsive to you and the more control you have over it as a constituent, as a voter in that area. So taxes that are collected locally benefit you closer and better than federal, state or federal taxes. Now, those things do come back to us in highways, national defense, all, you know, interstate trade, all that good stuff as well. That's fine and that has to happen and there's no problem with that. But keeping your money local means you're supporting people who live in your community and recirculating that money local as well. That's the last part of why you just support small businesses, the recirculation of money. When your small local business buys and sells products and services, raw goods, just the the items you need to do business, paper, computers, printers, printer ink, folders, chairs, furniture for their reception area, all of this good stuff or literal raw materials like metals and fabrics, etc., they buy local or they have to replenish their stock and they they have the opportunity to buy local as well, even if it is um, a regional kind of center or hub, bringing in those raw materials and those, those doing business type items 
typically happen locally as well. And so you have that recirculation. You spend your money on their product or service. They take in a portion of it. They pay their employees. They pay their local taxes. They pay their state and federal taxes. But then they, re- they have to buy these materials in order to continue doing business. And that's a recirculation of your money that stays local again. So spending your money locally does great things and has great benefits. And it's not always the easiest thing to do, but sometimes it's necessary to do. So when it comes down to convenience or cost, there are times where it's buying online or buying in in, in big box retail where you just have so much convenience and buying power. It's good for you. It's good for your family, maybe even good for your small business because you can lower cost or have availability. It's perfectly fine to do that. And it's a normal transaction in business and in personal life. But when it comes down to I can buy the same thing local for relatively the same price, relatively the same availability, or I can be sort of not just lazy but extra lazy by ordering it online and having it pop up over here even though I could stop by a local entity and buy the same thing for the same price on my way home or as part of my normal business routine and I literally just can't get out of the car for five seconds or can't put it in my to-do list and I just have everything show up on my front front uh, porch via delivery service, that's kind of lazy and you, and it's not good for your local community. So it's okay to do that on occasion, but your regular shopping should be done local. This is the point of Small Business Saturday and follow up this year being very close to Thanksgiving and the thankfulness, being able to be thankful for who we are and the freedoms we have, including owning and operating our own businesses. Yes, there's a lot of businesses that need government uh, licensing and regulation, depending on what industry you are, but a majority of businesses don't need permission. And I started doing the air quotes. You can't see it here, but permission as in the idea of a basic idea of permission to own and operate a business. If you want to start a business that has nothing to do with food or public safety or things like that, you can do that. And it's not the permission of the government that allows you to do it. You have the ability to do it and then work within the confines of your local government because that is a collectively agreed upon standards that your community set. And they're different from community to community. And you might be able to go to certain communities and do certain things you can't do in others, but you have the freedom to do that, to go there and do that. You don't even have to live there to do business in other communities or other places. So these are the freedoms we have to own and operate businesses that not uh, you don't have all over the world. So it's a thankfulness for small business and our ability to create, maintain, operate small businesses that we own and the government doesn't own without permission of the government. But a collective local government, back to the idea that all the best government is local, you and your communities get to decide what type of businesses you allow and don't allow and that what types of regulations you want for safety for of uh, people who visit the people who do business with them, who employees that work there, etc. These are local decisions. So that's the full circle today about being thankful for Thanksgiving for the things that are important and then entrepreneurial abilities, ability to own and operate our own businesses, then what the value and the impact the small businesses have in your community. It creates a cycle and a circle of good if we all participate. So there you have it. Went about 10 minutes today. 
trying to do a little bit longer Saturday Morning Hustle podcast each and every week. I hope you guys like it. In fact, please give me feedback if you like it, if you don't like it, if you agree, if you disagree, if you just want to put your two cents in, or maybe something I didn't quite get to today, an idea, concept, or even further explanation of the things I did talk about today, go ahead and do it. Tell me what you're thankful for. Tell me what small businesses you're working at. Provide some feedback on social media or on the platform that you found this podcast, and we will do it again next Saturday. Because if it's Saturday, that means I'm in the office. It's the Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. Good morning, and welcome to the Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. Today is a great Saturday topic because it is Small Business Saturday. Why is that important? Because small businesses are hugely important to our entire country, to the United States, to the economy, to the population. A majority of businesses are small businesses. And it doesn't mean one person making $100 a year. Up to a couple of million dollars a year in sales can be still considered small business. 10, 20, 30 employees are still considered small businesses. These are not large multinational corporations. These are Small businesses, things that exist in your town uh, that employ people, they pay their taxes in your state, in your city, uh, and they're part of your local ecosystem as far as economics go and from your state, etc. And this is why Small Business Saturday is so important. So, of course, you know, we just had Black Friday, uh, which is typically really good for big box retail and some of the online outlets. Of course, Monday will be Cyber Monday, which is huge for the big outlets. And now more and more the big box retailers try to make up anything they don't get on Black Friday. But sandwiched in between is Small Business Saturday. And it's important that uh, whether you're doing Christmas shopping or the holiday shopping uh, or just trying to get good deals on things you need, that you are sm- spending money in small businesses in your community because that money stays in your community. This is the most important part. It employs people that live in your community, uh, the employees and the owners who live in your community, do business in your community, pay their property taxes, their, their income taxes on working there, transactional taxes as they buy goods and s- to to resell to you, et cetera. So make sure on Small Business Saturday that you are visiting small businesses, locally owned as best. Other small businesses are fine. Just don't go to big box retails and chains. That's what, that's what Black Friday is for. And don't buy online. That's what Cyber Monday is for. But go to some local small businesses in your area and spend your money there if you're going to be spending money anyways. Don't do it just to do it. But if you got a Christmas list, you got gifts you're giving, you got something for yourself, something for your business, businesses buying from other small businesses is huge for the economic ecosystem. It really is beneficial. So products and services, right? Products, you can buy dinner, you can buy retail, whether it's a uh, piece of clothing, some eyeglasses. I bought, I bought these eyeglasses locally uh, recently. Terry at Eyes, etc. Shout out to my man. Uh, products like the headphones I got on here from DD Audio. They're a local company. Uh, they, they make millions of dollars a year, but they're still a small company. They're not Sony, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, other products like that, whether they're handmade, whether it's arts and crafts or handmade fashion or things that are purchased and brought in and resold in a retail situation or a restaurant uh, where the food's brought in, prepared for you, that now it's a service, uh, providing you service services as well. So whether it's getting a haircut, getting a massage, 
uh, getting your taxes done. Your CPA is providing a service. They're a local small nonprofit or small business. Sorry. Um, that's a small business that's locally done, locally sourced by individuals. You know, uh, your business consultant, someone like me in the golden group, we provide services, but we're local. We're a small business. Uh, we're not a multimillion dollar multinational corporation. So provide, us providing those services, you take partaking those services for your business, for your personal, for your Christmas shopping, etc., cetera, uh, is good for all of us. It's good for our industries. It's good for uh, our tax bases. It's good for keeping the money in our local economy, especially, massively, especially the bonus. If you are going to spend it anyways, that's why Christmas shopping or other holiday shopping at this time of the year that we're doing a lot of. It's so important for small businesses to get into that action. And it's not just all big box retail and online resources because we need to keep as much of that local money local as possible and keep your tax base as possible. This is part of it. And we're all better when we have our big retail. We have our online options when we need them uh, for convenience or cost or otherwise. And we have local businesses in the mix as well. You don't want too much big national not located where you are, but you need some of it occasionally. You don't want so much small business, but you don't want too much big business. You want local, but you want national. You want online resources and cost when you need them. But when you want to have customer service or someone that you know uh, running a business, you got to go to a small business. This is how it is. Small Business Saturday is a perfect place for that and a perfect time. So good luck. We'll hope to see you all out there on Small Business Saturday.